2: Football 24-7 with John McMullin across the Jacob Media YouTube channel as we come to you and get ready for game week. Week number one, the Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff. We've made it. We've made it to game week. we We come off of a week of relaxation, Johnny Mac, and now we can zero in on game one of the 17-game schedule. A lot to talk about uh, coming into this video. I hope everybody had a chance to see our uh, description of our season ticket giveaway right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, giving away a pair of Eagles season tickets for all eight home games. It starts. You must be a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And, of course, John McMullen will not only be at every home game uh, for the 2021 season, he will begin his journey in Atlanta uh, on
3: Sunday. Johnny Mac, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Krause. I don't know. Were people resting? I wasn't resting. I know that. Happy Labor Day, though.
2: <laughs> I know you were not resting, Johnny Mack. Uh, by the way, before we begin... Shout out, Johnny Mac, and we're taking you in this conversation uh, tonight via phone, uh, not via video, here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Shout out to Pete Daly. If he's watching this report across the Jacob Media channel, he knows why I'm shouting him out. And Johnny Max so do you. Great interaction from uh one of uh, your big fans and a fan of the Jacob Media YouTube channel.
3: Yeah, you 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 got to get used to that Joe. So now you're going to have uh I get a criticism or two, shockingly enough. But I didn't I didn't take it as a criticism. I'm good with it. I like it, Pete
2: Daly. You know what you see right now. You know. I stand uh correct it. Let's jump into this game, Johnny Mac. Uh, well, before we do that, update roster moves, uh anything like that with the 53, injury updates. What do you have just on the surface?
3: Uh well, the Eagles made a move uh today. They signed a, a cornerback uh Mac McLean off Denver's practice squad. So that's their 53rd spot. Uh he'll be number 53. Um they need some help at outside corners specifically. And this is a, a rookie, a pretty lengthy player. Uh, generally, uh, scouting report on him says he's, he's maybe a pretty good zone corner. Uh, and that's what Jonathan Gannon figures to play a little bit. But, you know, probably not going to help this week, certainly uh, getting here a little bit uh, too late. Uh, but he's somebody to keep in mind for down the road. Uh, just another cornerback in the mix. And then the Eagles announced there, you have to do a Tuesday of each week. You have to uh, uh, announce your practice squad protections. Uh, for instance, the Eagles just signed somebody off Denver's practice squad. Well, if you protect, uh, you get to protect four players. Uh, if you protect those four players... They cannot be signed for this week. You have to do this every week. Some people don't even protect uh, a full allotment, uh, some teams, from week to week. Eagles generally do. They did last year. Last year, you were only allowed to protect, I believe, three a week. The Eagles always do. Uh, LaRaven Clark, the off, the veteran offensive tackle, was protected this week. John Hightower. Uh, at receiver Jordan Howard at running back and Elijah Riley, who's a defensive back. So um, those are the players they protected. Now, remember, as you get closer to Sunday, you can elevate because the COVID rules are still in place. You can elevate two players from the practice squad on the game day roster. Generally, if you're going to protect players, they're going to come from that list. So if you look at that list, I've already speculated I'm gonna go Jordan Howard and Elijah Riley are the are the players most likely to be elevated uh, just from what the Eagles need from a roster perspective John when do you get the latest updated
2: injury report from the team
3: uh, Wednesday is they're back in practice that's the First full-scale practice of the week. That's the big practice of any game day week. Uh, it's called a participation report nowadays in the NFL. So, yeah, you don't have to rule anybody out until Friday, or or make that designation of of you know questionable uh, or or out. Uh, so you won't get that till Friday, but you'll get the participation report after Wednesday's and Thursday's practice. And by the way, the Eagles have been really good this year about giving us injury updates even during training camp when they don't have to. Uh, so they were really good about that. But the, the, the typical game week uh, participation report, Wednesday.
2: Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We'll start to zero in, I guess, uh, when the full practice or the big practice of the week uh, takes place. We'll be right back here tomorrow night on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, and we'll start to zero in uh, and see what it looks like going in uh, to Sunday. Eagles-Falcons Sunday in Atlanta. The Eagles offense versus the Falcons defense, John. uh, Let's start there. Uh, let me first pose the question. Um, Is it feasible or conceivable to think um, that head coach Nick Sirianni uh, perhaps might say to his starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts, hey, uh, I'm going to keep the offensive game plan relatively simple. Uh, Go play street ball, go make plays, and let's win this football game.
3: Um. I I, a couple things. I think they could keep it relatively simple. Uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to hear a coach say, let's go play street ball. They don't don't believe that way. They don't believe in that philosophy. And by the way, that's correct. I mean, look, you hope for some off schedule uh, offense, but you can't count on it. So that's kind of the mentality of coaches. Um, And it's sort of like a little bit extra. And I think that's one of the strengths of of Jalen Hurts, but you got to have a plan. I mean, you got to attack, especially, you know, it's interesting because Atlanta has a rookie head coach, just like the Eagles and Arthur Smith, uh, who was one of the guys the Eagles were interested in early in the process. Uh, But they got started late because they fired Doug Peterson late. um, And they weren't really in the mix for Arthur Smith. He was one of the hot candidates. You could argue the hottest candidate, maybe Robert Sala uh, with the Jets as well. But um, he's the new head coach in Atlanta. Um, So it's kind of interesting. We don't know much about either, obviously. And and that's been one of Nick Sirianni's talking points is he thinks he will have a little bit of an advantage uh, early in the season because people don't know what he's going to do. Well, in theory, the Eagles don't know what Arthur Smith is going to do. However, maybe one of the positive signs, Jonathan Gannon, uh, the defensive coordinator, is very close to Arthur Smith. Uh, They coached together in Tennessee, um, so they're friends. So he might have a little bit of a feel uh, for what to expect. Um, And then the Falcons' defensive coordinator is Dean Pease, who is a long, long long-time defensive coordinator. Uh, who had retired, and Arthur Smith uh, talked him back into uh, the position. So he had been in Baltimore for years in Tennessee. So maybe the Eagles have a little bit of an advantage because you can look at what Dean Pease has done over the years and try to formulate what to expect. Uh, But a lot of unknowns, man, a lot of uncertainty. I think that's going to define the Philadelphia Eagles early this season until we get a kind of feel for what type of team they're going to be.
2: Johnny Mac, you can look at the uh, starting receivers uh, who are going to start uh, this game. Uh, you can look at the two tight ends. Uh, you know by now, uh, or you have an idea at least of what type of player Myers, Miles Sanders uh, is going to be or, ca- or, or, or can be. Um, And then the, and then you have Jalen Hurts. Um, So if you try and, if you were going to try and project how Nick would use the combination of his weapons to move the football and do more than just put Jake Elliott in a position to kick field goals, what would it be?
3: Well, I I think from seeing this sort of develop over the summer, I, I do think that Nick Sirianni sort of got Zach Ertz into camp and said, oh, this guy can play. Um, So I think it is interesting. I think there's this sort of shift, and I've mentioned this before. Doug Peterson would go through this every year. He wanted more speed on the field. Um, He wanted more receivers on the field. And then he looked at his receivers and said, I got to play my tight ends. I I think Nick Sirianni is going to get to that point quickly. He might already be to that point because his tight ends are really good. His receivers are, to be kind, unproven. Um, Now, Devontae Smith has a ton of talent, but he is a rookie player. Uh, And then you're counting on two second-year players uh, who haven't produced uh, as rookies, and you're putting a lot on their plates. So I would ask you, who would you have more confidence in? Quez Watkins or Zach Ertz? Quez Watkins or Dallas Goddard? I think that's a pretty easy answer. And I think ultimately um, Nick Sirianni is going to default to his best players. So I think the Eagles are going to look a lot like they did under Doug Peterson. A lot of two tight ends. Now there's going to be some wrinkles off that, and they're going to do some different things. I think this is going to be a a very, very heavy RPO offense to take advantage of of what Jalen Hurts does well, and part of that is the running aspect of what he can bring to the table.
2: How would you, Johnny Mack, compare Devontae Smith or – Quez or Jalen Rager against an Atlanta secondary who was right there with the Eagles a year ago. So perhaps they're revamped or perhaps they've revamped their secondary. But if there's an Achilles heel uh, on that defense, it might be the ability for the Eagle offense to exploit their secondary.
3: Well, I, I mean, I think if you look uh, from a talent perspective, I, I, I don't think Atlanta is very good. I, I really don't. I think this is one of the worst teams in football um, from a talent perspective. So um, I think obviously that's a positive to get off, hopefully, uh, on a, a, a positive note for the Eagles. Now, there's a couple of things I don't like, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, but defensively, yeah, I mean, they don't have a lot. They have Grady Jarrett up front, who's a really good player. Um, they have Deion Jones at linebacker. it's a really good player, at least when he was healthy, and I would argue the secondary at least has the potential to be a little bit better uh, than their front seven uh, because at least they have some talent uh, A.J. Terrell's a former first-round pick. He's going to be one of their corners. Uh, Fabian Moreau is the other corner. He's he's had some success in Washington in the past. They also have a, a couple second-round picks. Recent second-round picks: Isaiah Oliver, uh, who's got some talent; Richie Grant, who's a rookie this year at safety. Uh, they also have Duran Harmon, the former uh, Lion player, former Patriot player. Um, I would argue their secondary is the strength of their defense, and it's not very strong. <laughs> now, right. um, Dean Pease is really good. Uh, you know, if you're if you're going to list uh, top five defensive coordinators, he's he's going to be in the conversation. He's been really good for a really long time, uh, so you know they're going to get more out of the sum of their parts. But at the end of the day in this league, it's about talent. And I'll give you an example. One of their starting outside linebackers, remember Dean Pease, if you think about Baltimore, you think about their dominance, you think about the 3-4 they would run with those edge rushers and Terrell Suggs. Well, his edge rushers are are one of them is Stephen Means, if you remember him when he was here as a practice squad player. He was sort of Joe Osman before Joe Osman, just a hard worker, right? Would always uh, get people ready, but he's not that talented. And yeah, they got some issues uh, on the front seven.
2: Football 24-7 with John McMullen as the team gets ready to roll into Atlanta. Sounds like could come back one and oh, Johnny
3: Mack. What do you think? Well, I, I say here's what I don't like, Joe. Here's what I don't like. Okay. One, if you're playing a bad team, and I think this is a bad team. Now, people in Atlanta would might be saying this about the Eagles, to be honest. I think but they if you're are, playing, probably. <laughs> if, you're, if you're playing a bad team, you don't want to play them early before they know. They, they They don't know how bad they are. In other words, if you get a bad team later in the season and things are already off the rails, human nature kind of takes over. Uh, early in the season, everybody's pumped up. Uh, that's the worst time you want to play because everybody's got good players. I mean, I, I brought up Grady Jarrett. You know, who knows where A.J. Terrell is going to be. Uh, Harmon, Richard Grant, Moreau. Offensively, Calvin Ridley's a really good player. Um, Hayden Hurst is really good. Matt Ryan, we should start with him. Everybody in the NFL has got good players. Uh, so I don't like the timing of it. I also don't like being on the road in the post-pandemic season when everybody's going to be so fired up from a fan base perspective and environment. If this game were in Philadelphia, I'd say the Eagles are going to beat this team, and I'm not too concerned. I'm a, I'm a little concerned about the environment as well because people even – in a city like Atlanta, which is not known for its passion when it comes to sports, people are going to be fired up uh, after last season.
2: Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. You can also catch him right back here uh, tomorrow on Birds 365 uh, with Jody Mack. Jeff Kerr, I believe, will be in for Johnny Mack uh, tomorrow because Johnny Mack will be down uh, in South Philadelphia uh, and then Thursday walk through Friday what uh, or what's the rest of the week look like Johnny Mack before the team when does the team actually depart to Atlanta
3: um, uh, and, no Thursday's a regular practice Wednesday Thursday Friday is is a lighter practice um, uh, and and Saturday they'll head down to Atlanta um, but you know that's a typical NFL week when you're playing on Sunday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday are the big days. Uh, you scale things back a little bit uh, on Friday, have a walkthrough on Saturday, um, and then they'll fly to Atlanta. So um, we're in that regular season mode, and that's where it's game prep mode, and that's how it's going to be uh, on a on a typical week.
2: Johnny Mack, let me ask you about Matt Ryan. He's either going to put up 30 in the first half, or you know, or he's going to, uh, you know, give the ball away. You know, Darius Lay, I think, needs to play better than he did last year. The Eagles' secondary was not good a year ago, as you know. Are they vulnerable there? They're certainly not vulnerable up front.
3: Well, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to give it away. I mean, this this guy's played at a high level for a long time. What he does, he, he you know, when you make him uncomfortable, uh, he's going to speed things up. And I think you saw that if you go back to the Super Bowl season. I think, you know, people kind of forget, um, you know, the Eagles uh, routed Minnesota in the championship game. They scored. Uh, So many points against the Patriots, so many offensive yardage, such explosion. I think people forget the divisional round when they had a real tough time uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. You know, if uh, uh, football doesn't bounce their way at the end of the first half, um, and if if Julio Jones uh, makes a catch in the end zone at the end of regulation, we're probably – have a different mentality around here uh, because the Eagles still might not have a Super Bowl. Uh, but they were able to get done. They were able to get by uh, the Falcons. And if you think back to the end of that game, it was the front. It was the front dominating in the red zone when the Falcons were on the precipice of scoring. They just did not let Matt Ryan get comfortable. And he sped things up, and he was too quick. Uh, not only on that fourth down throw, uh, but on the plays before it. That's how you got to play, Matt Ryan. You got to you got to make sure he's uncomfortable. And if if he is comfortable in the pocket, he's going to pick you apart. I mean, he's one of those guys. He's been doing it for a long time. And if he feels comfortable, you're in for a long afternoon.
2: Of course, know Julio Jones uh, as one of those weapons uh, as the Falcons begin or as the season uh, gets underway. Ryan Kerrigan, I'm excited to uh, see Ryan Kerrigan uh, play as a Philadelphia Eagle. We've been watching the Eagles go against him for so long. I am finally glad to be able to say that about an opposing player who perhaps many didn't like uh, on this roster. I'm excited for him.
3: Yeah, I mean, we got to see if Brian's healthy. I mean, he's missed, uh, you know, pretty much the back end of training camp past couple of weeks with the thumb surgery that he had. So no guarantees he's going to be ready um, to play. But I, I do think you're right. I mean, he's he's been a great pass rusher for a long time in this league. Uh, but I do think he's going to be a situational player, even when he's completely healthy. Remember, this team is really deep at defensive end with Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett. Those guys are going to get the majority of the snaps at defensive end, and then Ryan Kerrigan fills in from there. That's as good as it gets. So, um, look, that's the strength of the Eagles on defense. It's their front. The strength of the offense is the offensive line. The Eagles do that by design. Um, they're really good on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And in theory, those guys stay healthy, especially on the offensive side, because they're the ones who are a little bit longer in the tooth and, uh, have the injury history in theory, they should be in position to win games. Um, defensively, I mean, we mentioned, you know, Matt Ryan, we mentioned Calvin Ridley, somebody who we didn't mention that we should, because he's, uh, a local product is obviously Kyle Pitts.
2: That's where I was going to go next, big Kyle Pitts, absolutely.
3: Yeah, you mentioned they don't have Julio Jones. Well, they got a little bit different. Now it's, you know, it's a rookie player. There's going to be hiccups. I say the same thing with Devontae Smith here. Um, But that is a really, really, at least on paper, a tough player to match up with. A lot of talent.
2: Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to share, like, and do subscribe. Uh, more on our Eagles season ticket giveaway for the 2021 season. Only, you're only going to find that on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Johnny Mac, if you had to identify, and I know you're probably going to hate to do this um, and might not like me asking the question but i'll do it anyway um if you had to put something out there as a reason a legitimate reason why the eagles would lose this football game on sunday what would it be
3: i already put this out there and i'm going to put it out there again cord 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 daryl patterson is on the atlanta falcons now now you, you might remember him back from the chip Kelly days and I'm gonna I'm, and this is not hyperbole. that is the best kickoff returner in the history of football. That's how good he is at it. So I said this you better now kickoff returns are far less relevant than they've ever been in the NFL because most people just kick it in the end zone that's it. They take it at the 25-yard line. Not with this guy. He will take it nine yards deep, and he will take it out, and he will gouge you. So either Jake Elliott or Aaron Sipas, who was kicked off at times with Jake Elliott's injury, they better kick that thing out of the end zone, or the Eagles better be buttoned up on kickoff return coverage because – he can flip the field from a from a field position standpoint at will, and you remember how scared uh, Chip Kelly was of him. He would just squib the kicks. and um, Unbelievable player who can change things on a kickoff return like nobody else. It's just something to keep in the back of your mind because you normally don't have to worry about that stuff. You got to worry about it this week.
2: Well, the gentleman coaching the special teams, the youngest coach on the roster. Is he ready for that?
3: Well, I, I mean, the only way to get ready for it is to have that strong-legged kicker and just kick it out of the end zone. And, and, and generally, there's a lot of kickers in this league that can do that, especially in an indoor environment. Uh, the problem is Jake Elliott is, is probably not that guy to begin with. And with the ankle injury, he's certainly not that guy. So maybe you do switch to Aaron pass I don't know if you could bang it out of the end zone, but that's the only way you can deal with it. If you start squib kicking and things like that, you're going to lose the field position battle anyway, and just make things easier for the Falcons. Um, I am interested to, to see how they handle it, um, and and we'll see. You know, we'll see if Patterson is. You know, maybe he's not the same guy. Uh, he is aging. He's been around a long time now. But, boy, I see that name and I say, oh, you're in for it if 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 you can't get the football out of the end zone.
2: Johnny Mack, who's going to return for the Birds?
3: Well, they're playing a little uh, uh, mind games there. They won't say. Um, punt returns, it's been Jalen Rager and Greg Ward. Uh, kickoff returns, it's been uh, Boston Scott, Jalen Rager, or Kenny Gainwell. Um, it's interesting because they came out with their first depth chart, uh, and they listed uh, all of those players. They Even Devontae Smith is a punt returner. Um, so they don't want to give any inkling. Um, I would imagine it'll be the same as last year when it comes to punt returns. And that's if, if they're backed up and they need sort of a secure um, ball security expert, it'll be Greg Ward. If there's an opportunity for a return, my guess it'll be Jalen Rager. And if they need a return late, and there's a high leverage situation, that's when they might use Devontae Smith on kickoff returns. Literally, who cares? And... the only player in the NFL that matters on kickoff returns is, is the guy I just talked about.
2: One last thought, Johnny Mack here on football 24 seven with John McMullen across the Jacob media, YouTube channel. Don't forget season ticket giveaway. Uh, You must be a subscriber. And a lot of details coming up. Big event coming up on September sixteenth, the Thursday night. For anybody who's local to the Philadelphia region, will be out at um, Screwballs and King of Prussia. A big special Friday night um, countdown to kickoff, uh, leading into the first home game of the season, uh, where we'll select our winner. And as you know, Johnny Mack, the supply or the um, uh, the closet is filled. Uh, with jerseys, giveaways, fan experiences, and all kinds of great stuff uh, that'll be part of all season long here uh, on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, One last thought from you, Johnny Mack. You've um, had an opportunity, um, more so than most, uh, with the exception of a few of your colleagues, um, to be able to watch Nick Sirianni from the jump from the very first fist bump uh, exchange that you had with him uh, right up to his most recent press conference. Uh, You'll be with him. You'll be traveling with him. But up to this point, you've had a, a, a chance to evaluate him. What do you see and how do you feel about him?
3: Uh, I certainly don't think he's overmatched. He hasn't. uh, I think if you go back to his original, his first press conference, I think a lot of people uh, jumped on him. Uh, Wasn't the most impressive uh, performance in a virtual setting, obviously. I think he was a little bit nervous, a little bit uncomfortable. Ultimately, I said at the time, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Uh, You don't win football games on a, on a press conference podium or a press conference dais, So I I think people tend to overrate that stuff. Um, Look, he's a good, uh, he he understands football. He understands offensive football. Uh, It's pretty evident of that. Uh, I do think he's in a situation, and I say this about all rookie head coaches, and I'll say the same thing about Arthur Smith. There's going to be some on-the-job learning going on. Uh, there's nothing to prepare you for this other than doing it. Uh, and you know, the key is when you do make a mistake and you will make a mistake, don't repeat it and don't keep making the same mistakes. I think Nick is smart enough to do that. Um, and, and, uh, just like Jalen hurts a quarterback, he deserves an opportunity. Uh, he'll, his, his opportunity will be a little bit longer leash than Jalen Hurts, uh, and we'll see what he can do with it. Uh, he, he, The team is not there from a talent perspective, but they have a good offensive line, they have a good defensive line, and that's a good place to start building. Uh, ultimately, it's tough to win in this league without a, a quarterback, so we have to see what Jalen Hurts is. And I, I've said this from the start, anybody who thinks they know about Jalen Hurts is lying to you. We saw four games last year. We saw 10 preseason reps. There's incredible uncertainty. And I'll give you an example of this, Joe. I know we got to go. My my buddy Mike Sando, who covers the league nationally for a long time, does this executive poll where he talks to league executives and asks him to rate the conferences, what teams are the best. The Eagles finished 11th in the NFC, which it seems about right. But here's the wild gesticulation. One guy, one executive had them at number five. Two others had them at number 14, which would be the third worst team in the conference. That's a big gap. Generally, Mm -hmm. you don't see that gap with teams. And it's because nobody knows. Nobody knows about the quarterback and nobody knows about the head coach. A lot of uncertainty with the Eagles.
2: Andy Reid didn't do well in his first season. Doug Peterson didn't do well in his first season. um, To be determined on how good or bad head coach uh, Nick Sirianni does. By the way, is his decision making Johnny Mack a collaborative uh, amongst uh, his uh, full staff? uh, Or is he making decisions on the fly and then asking for opinions later like Chip Kelly?
3: No, no, he's, you know, Jeffrey Lurie kind of demands a collaborative approach. Uh, so he's gathering the information and that's the best way to do it. But ultimately somebody's got to make the decision. He's the guy who's got to make the decision on game days. Uh, and obviously he'll be the guy that, that has to um, stand up and, and take accountability for whatever goes on, positive or negative. That's just part of the job. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, if you, if you're, you know, Chip Kelly, I, I, I think at this stage, uh, now that it's behind us, I think got a little bit, uh, too bad of a reputation as the years went on. Uh, I don't think he was a, a, a dictator by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, he had a lot of respect for certain people, certain assistant coaches. A lot of respect for Tom Gamble and personnel. Uh, he had his people he counted on, um, and everybody does. You can't do this job alone, uh, but ultimately you need a strong leader uh, to stand up and make the difficult decisions.
2: Like, share, and subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel and one programming alert, the live post-game show with Derek Gunn. Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, Lane Johnson, and John McMullen begins on Sunday when the game ends right here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, 6abc.com, Apple TV, Android TV, Fire TV, and Roku TV as we reach the entire region with the live post game show. A uh, lot of good stuff going on, Johnny Mac. Great stuff, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Krause. All right. Good stuff on behalf of John McMullen and everybody watching the Jacob Media YouTube channel. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks.